You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that takes you through a review of the college equestrian season. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. Meet Recaps. First on Friday, we had Bridgewater College traveling over to face Texas A&M, and then they would face Oklahoma State as well. I don't think anyone uh, figured this was going to be very close, and it was not. Bridgewater got swept 8 to nothing against Texas A&M, and then they did slightly better, only losing 7-1 to against Oklahoma State. So hats off to uh, Bridgewater's uh, Kelsey Ann Quinn. She scored a point in equitation on the flat, and she kept it from being a total disaster in a scoring sense. I mean, it was not a disaster just for the simple fact that they got to go on the road. They got to have that experience of what it was like to go up against, you know, two of the best programs in the in the sport right now. And they got that experience, and, you know, that's what it's like being an NCEA athlete. Uh, later that day, same day, uh, South Dakota State traveled down to UT Martin. In the preview, I thought that this would be kind of close uh, in the Western rides, but then the jumping seat is where the uh, UT Martin would pull away. It kind of happened like that, and it kind of didn't. Uh, the Skyhawks swept fences five to nothing, but the Jackrabbits actually won uh, equitation on the flat three to two. And over on the Western events, uh, UT Martin took horsemanship four to one, and then they won reigning three to two. Um, and in our final meet of the day on Friday, we had Minnesota Crookston riding against South Dakota State at uh, Martin. And uh, the Jackrabbits were in control of this one from start to finish. They swept fences four to nothing, uh, flat four to nothing, and then in each of the Western events, they won uh, three to two. So the total for the meet was uh, 14 to two in favor of South Dakota State. On we go over to Saturday, where we have our meet of the week between Oklahoma State and Texas A&M. Now, entering this one, I had Oklahoma State as the number one team in the nation and Texas A&M as the number two team. Um, but I actually thought that the Aggies would have the advantage being at home, and I thought they would pull out a close win. So, let's see how things went. The first two events were fences and horsemanship. Those were going on at the same time, so the points were coming back and forth for each of them. Texas A&M jumped out to a 3-0 lead, but then the Cowgirls uh, started coming back. Oklahoma State scored the next four points, and then Texas A&M scored a point, um, or two points, making it 4-4 four four at the half. So uh, if you're following along with the points, that means that uh, Fences Oklahoma State won that event 3-2, and in horsemanship, Texas A&M won that one 2-1. Uh, so, on we go to equitation on the flat and reigning. So, the flat points came out a little bit ahead of reigning, and this is where Oklahoma State started to pull away a little bit. They got the first two points, making it 6-4, to four. then Texas A&M got a point, then the Cowgirls got a point, and then um, A&M finished off with the final point in the event. So, if you're following along, Oklahoma State uh, won that event 3-2. to two. So, now we have the final event, reigning, and that's basically going to decide the meet. Oklahoma State got the first reigning point, then A&M got the next one, and then there was a no-point tie. So, at this point, we're sitting at 8-7 uh, to seven in favor of Oklahoma State. There were two riders left, and uh, the first team that was going to get to 9 was going to win the day. So, then the next point ends up going to Oklahoma State. That gave them 9, so, of course, that's all they needed. Now, the last point of the meet did go to Texas A&M to make it a little bit closer to get them up to 8, but it didn't really matter. The, the meet was basically over at that point. 
For Oklahoma State to go on the road, win a tough battle in College Station, and retain the number one overall ranking, uh, that's very impressive. I don't think anybody's going to dispute that they are the number one team in the nation right now. They had some slip-ups this season, but everybody did. And, you know, for them to get it on the uh, get it done on the road especially, it, it just proves that they really are the top team. Now, after that meet, we did have Minnesota Crookston at UT Martin. Most people didn't hold out much chance of the Golden Eagles to get this one. It wasn't really close. UT Martin swept fences and flat uh, and reigning, and then uh, they won the horsemanship 3-1. to one. So very similar to, uh, of what happened to them against South Dakota State, only one point difference here. So the final score ended up being 15-1 to one in favor of UT Martin. And so, actually, with the season over for uh, Minnesota Crookston, this means that they are the only team in the NCEA that did not win a meet this year. Now, I promise I'm not picking on them. I'm just telling you like it is. Um, But the one thing that the Golden Eagles can look forward to or sort of take as inspiration is that South Dakota State was in this exact same spot two years ago. Back then, uh, the Jackrabbits didn't win any meets that year, and now you look at where they are here two years later. They're having a really good season. They upset TCU, who is like the dang number four team in the nation right now. So um, you look at where they are, and who's to say that two years from now that Minnesota Crookston couldn't be making noise and pulling some upsets over some teams. So um, now we're going to go to our final meet. This is the last one of the regular season. Fresno State going on the road to UC Davis. Now um, Fresno State, the Bulldogs, they have already beaten the Aggies um, in Fresno, but could they do it on the road? I thought this one was going to be kind of close, but I felt like the Aggies um, would probably take this one. It was close and the uh, Aggies uh, did end up taking it. So let's look at how that all went. The first two events were fences and horsemanship. Uh, UC Davis uh, won fences 4-1, to one, and Fresno State won horsemanship 4-1. to one. At the break, everything was all knotted up at 5-all. Then in the second half, the homestanding Aggies started pulling away a little bit. Um, things went to equitation on the flat uh, first, and they won that one 3-2, and then they also took reigning 3-2. The final score of the meet was 11-9 in favor of UC Davis, so they did it. They pulled off the upset. This was a really nice win for UC Davis. Um, they had just gotten leapfrogged by South Carolina in the rankings, so it was important for them to have a good showing against Fresno State here. And that is all of our action for the regular season. But do not go away. When we come back from the commercial, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a review of Auburn and of all the major teams um, and just tell you how the season went so that you get an idea of what it's been like and how teams are doing going into the postseason. So... Take it away, Kyle. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, 
exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Team Recaps. In the season preview, I had defending national champion Georgia as my number one in the preseason. So let's do their season recap first. Now to start things off, the Bulldogs had to go on the road over to Auburn and things did not work out well for them. Georgia ended up losing 7-13, to so right there that kind of sent them tumbling down the rankings a little bit. They uh, hosted Fresno State, they bounced back, they won that one 16-3, so things were looking pretty good. They had to go on the road again over to Texas A&M. They lost that meet 6-13. But then the next day, they went over to SMU. Uh, They won that one 11-9. And then uh, right before the fall season ended, they hosted South Carolina. They beat the mess out of them 14-4. So things were looking okay, provided, you know, they could have a good spring. Well, they had a big showdown with Texas A&M in Georgia. And for a while, they thought they had beaten the Aggies. But there was a little bit of a problem with the score. And it turned out that it was a tie. And the tiebreaker went to the Aggies. They followed that up with a road trip to South Dakota State. It was a little bit tougher than they expected, but they did win uh, 11-8. And then they beat the heck out of Minnesota Crookston 16-0. Then they had to go on the road to South Carolina where they lost in a close one. Uh, It was an upset. They lost 9-10. But they turned right around the next week and they upset Auburn uh, in Georgia and they beat them 13-7. So uh, they closed out their season hosting UT Martin, beat the heck out of them uh, 17-2. So Overall, it wasn't a great season for the Bulldogs, but it wasn't a terrible one either. They showed that, you know, on their best days, they could beat anybody. They just need to have a few more best days as they head into the postseason. Now, my preseason number two team was Texas A&M. So let's look at how the Aggies did this year. They started off with a road trip to South Dakota State. They had a little bit of trouble, but they did end up winning 11-8. Then they went on the road to face Baylor. They lost that one 7-12. But then they started going on a tear. They won one right after another. They beat South Carolina 10-8. They beat Georgia 13-6. They beat uh, UT Martin uh, 7-8 or no, something, 7-18. I don't know. It was a lot. They beat Lynchburg uh, 8-2. They beat Auburn 10-6. So at the winter break, they had bounced back and they were basically uh, jumped up to the number two team in the nation again. So they had gone down a little bit, then they got back up to number two. On we go to their spring schedule. They hosted Baylor. They beat them 10-8. to uh, They went on the road to Georgia, beat them 9-9, to and then had that tiebreaker. Uh, then they beat South Carolina 10-9, to and then they went to Auburn. Things didn't go so well for them. They lost 4-13, to but they bounced right back, uh, hosting SMU, beat the Mustangs 11-8. Then they closed out the season with the uh, win over Bridgewater that we just talked about, and then they had the close loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday. So... When all is said and done, basically Texas A&M, they started out at number two, they dropped down a little bit, they got back up to number two, then they dropped down a little bit, and now they have gotten back up to number two. So that's exactly where they started, and that's where they are. Now, let's look at our number three preseason team, Auburn. Okay, so with Auburn, uh, everything started out great. You know, they hosted uh, Georgia, beat them 13-7, to and then up they shot up the rankings. 
Then the next week, they go on the road and they immediately lose to Oklahoma State. And this is actually a meet they probably should not have lost. They were winning big at the half, only needed like three points to win to seal the meet, and they couldn't get it. So they ended up losing that one uh, 9-10. to Now the next day, Auburn bounced back. They beat SMU 11-7. to um, Then they had a jumping scene only meet against Lynchburg. They won that uh, pretty big. Then they hosted Fresno State. They beat the Bulldogs uh, 13-5. to After that, they hosted South Carolina. beat them 11-8. to And then uh, when Auburn went back on the road again in the fall, they got upset by Texas A&M. They lost 6-10, to but they turned right around and beat Baylor the next day 13-7. to And that was the end of the fall season for Auburn. So, not the best fall season. Basically, when they went on the road, they, would, they dropped a pair of, of tough road meets. So... Uh, Then the spring started for Auburn. So what they had was a trio of these jump and seat only meets against uh, SUNY New Paltz, Sewanee, and Dartmouth. Auburn won all of those. In fact, they only gave up one point among all three of those meets. So did really well, as you would expect. Next, Auburn went on the road, uh, beat South Carolina 14-4. Then they hosted Delaware State, beat them 16-4. Then they hosted Texas A&M, beat them 13-4. Pretty good, you know, defense there. You're only giving up four points. So at this stage, you know, Auburn had climbed all the way back up to number one in the nation, you know, because other teams had lost a little bit, and then they defeated Texas A&M. So everything was looking great. All they had to do was win their last meet, go on the road to Georgia. Again, I make it sound easy when I say all they had to do, but it was not that easy because they turned around and they lost 7-13. to They dropped back down in the rankings to number three. And if you recall, number three is where they started in my preseason rankings. So Auburn's path was basically they started out at number three, went up to number one, then dropped back down to three, and then went back up to number one, and then now they've dropped back down to number three. So somewhere between one and three is where they, where they belong. Next team in the preseason rankings was SMU. I had them at number four. So we'll go a little quicker through these. I won't go through the scores. I'll just tell you um, who they beat, who they faced, all that good stuff. It took SMU a little while to get going. They lost right out of the gate to UT Martin, which was unexpected. But then they went on a tear. They beat uh, Delaware State, TCU, started losing again when they lost to Auburn and Georgia. Uh, But then they beat UC Davis. They lost to Fresno State. So at this point, you know, this was the break, the winter break. Then they went on the road to face Fresno State and Oklahoma State, who was number one in the nation at this point. Uh, SMU beat them both, and that's how the fall ended. Oh, okay, so the fall wasn't before. The fall was at this point. My notes were a little off. Anyway, so now we're at the winter break. So, you know, they upset the number one team in the nation, beat Oklahoma State. So now things are looking good. So on we go to the spring. Uh, They beat UT Martin. They beat Delaware State. But then they lost to TCU. But again, you'll find out a little bit later here, TCU has just been going wild in the spring. So at this point for SMU, when they meet up with TCU, it's a different TCU team than basically what they faced in the fall. So they had gotten hot again. They were beating everybody and they beat SMU. And uh, then uh, the Mustangs, they finished off by uh, hosting Texas A&M. A&M got the better of them in that meet. And basically the way this worked out is uh, now they have dropped down to number seven in my rankings. So they kind of started out at four and just, you know, they've gone down, down, down and come back up a little bit. But basically they're at the number seven position in the um, at the end of the regular season. But now let's look at the number five team in the preseason, Oklahoma State. Okay, let's see how the Cowgirls did. Spoiler, they did pretty well. (laughs) Oklahoma State started off hot. They beat Baylor on the road, and then they beat Auburn at home, and then they beat Fresno State, and so they were number one in the nation here. Then they had that upset, a little neutral site upset against SMU, 
that was just like that. Yeah, their fall season was over. They didn't do a lot of stuff in the fall. So, you know, but they, they made an impression uh, for the meets they rode in. Um, on we go to the spring for them. The first thing they do is they host Baylor. They beat them. Um, they defeated UC Davis, UT Martin. They hosted Fresno State, beat them pretty easily. Then they had to go on the road to TCU, and TCU was tough in the spring, like I've said before here. And the Horn Frogs won that one decisively. But Oklahoma State, to their credit, they shook it off. They finished up the season with that big road victory over Texas A&M that we just talked about. So what basically happened to them is they started out at number five, but then just kept working their way up the rankings and kind of bounced around between first or second position there for a while. So and now they're they're number one going into the into the uh, postseason here. Uh, my next is my number six team in the preseason was TCU. And I'm going to tell you, if, if ever there was a night and day team, it was the Horn Frogs. They started out the fall with a victory over South Carolina, and then they lost to Fresno State. They did beat UC Davis. Then they lost to SMU, Oklahoma State. They lost to, at South Dakota State, which was a surprising upset. They did beat Minnesota Crookston, and they finished off the fall with a loss to Baylor. So at this point, I had dropped TCU completely out of the rankings, and I figured, well, this is just going to be a terrible season for them. But then the spring came around, and uh, they started off with some wins. Let's see, uh, they beat Delaware State, then UT Martin. You're like, okay, that's good. Then they beat, or uh, they won a tiebreaker win over SMU, and then they had another tiebreaker win over Baylor. Then they beat Fresno State pretty badly, and then they hosted Oklahoma State and beat them 16-4, to which is big. So, uh, and that's how they closed out the spring. Uh, they basically went from being, uh, they started out, what was it, uh, six, and then they dropped out to being completely unranked, and now they've gone all the way back up to fourth in the nation. And and they're the only team that has been undefeated in the spring. It is just crazy what we're seeing out of TCU right now. That's how their, their season's been going. Next, let's look at the uh, preseason number 17, Baylor. They started out with a win over UT Martin, then they lost uh, the Oklahoma State meet. Uh, then they beat Texas A&M and uh, beat T- TCU as well. Then they lost to Auburn, turned right around and beat Fresno State, and they finished off their fall that way. Uh, when the spring rolled around, things never really got going for Baylor. They lost at Texas A&M. They lost at Oklahoma State. They lost to TCU. Now, they did beat South Carolina, uh, but then they lost to Fresno State, and they finished their season by defeating UC Davis. Okay. So basically, what we've got is with all the winning and the losing, Baylor, they started out as seven in my preseason rankings, and they've actually risen to six. So, you know, not terrible. Now, let's talk about who I had at number eight, South Carolina. Um, To say that things did not start off well for the Gamecocks would be the understatement of the year. They lost at UC Davis, at Fresno State. They lost to TCU. They lost uh, uh, to Texas A&M. They lost at Auburn. They lost at Georgia. So an 0-6 start is not the way you want to begin your season, um, and that's how things went at the winter break. Then the spring started. They didn't get much better. They lost to Auburn. Then they lost at Baylor, and then they lost at Texas A&M. Then, finally, things turned around for them. They beat Baylor at home. I'm sorry, they beat Georgia at home. They followed that up with a win over Delaware State uh, and then a jump and seat only win over Lynchburg. So, 
South Carolina is actually on a winning streak right now. Um, They started out as my number eight team, then they dropped completely out of the rankings, and then they peeked back into them last week at number 10. But I'll go ahead and tell you that in my rankings uh, that came out this week, um, I went ahead and and moved them back out of the rankings and because UC Davis had a really nice win. So I let them leapfrog back over the Gamecocks into the number 10 position. So that's how that went. Um, speaking of UC Davis, they were my number uh, nine team in the preseason, and here's how their year went. So they had a pretty good one, all things considered. Um, basically, last year, they had a really good one considering all the meets that they missed out on because of COVID. They still did really well. Um, th- this season, I thought they were going to do pretty well, but eh, maybe they didn't. So uh, anyway, they opened up with a win against South Carolina. Okay, then they lost to TCU, SMU. They beat South Dakota State. Then they lost to Delaware State uh, at the end of the fall. Spring started up, they lost to UST Martin, they lost to Oklahoma State, and they lost to Fresno State. Let's see, and then in the final meet, they lost to Baylor, and then in the final meet of the year, they turned around and defeated Fresno State at home. And so, basically, they started out at number nine, dropped out of the rankings, and then in this last week here, or in the rankings that just came out, I have moved them back up into number 10, basically because they beat a good Fresno State team, and they do have a win over South Carolina, which is the other team that I was considering putting in that 10 spot. So, UC Davis is in that spot now. And uh, the last team we're going to look at is my preseason number 10 team, Fresno State. Now, they started out their season with wins over South Carolina and TCU, and then they lost to Georgia, Auburn, Oklahoma State. They turned it around and beat SMU, which was a big deal at the time. Then they lost the very next week to SMU when they rematched them on the on the road. Yeah. Uh, and then they finished the fall with a loss to Baylor. So, mm, not the best. Uh, then the spring rolled around, and they lost to TCU, but everybody was losing to TCU at that point. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma State. They beat UC Davis and Baylor. That was a big upset two weeks ago. But then they just lost to UC Davis on the road this past Saturday. So I had them starting out at number 10 in my preseason rankings. They bounced around a little bit, and now they're going to finish up uh, at least the regular season as number 8. So they've moved up a little bit. That's kind of how each team is going. And I'll tell you, no team has been perfect. No team has been just absolutely abysmal. It really has been a lot more parity this year. You've seen a lot of teams that if they're riding well, they can they can hang with anybody. And conversely, even your best teams, if they aren't paying attention, if they aren't really focused on a beat, they can get upset, particularly on the road. So um, that's something to keep in mind as we go into the postseason, that everybody is potentially vulnerable because once we get into the postseason, you know, these, these conference tournaments will be hosted at certain schools, but the horses that the actual riders will be competing on are typically going to be provided by other schools. So a lot of that advantage of being the home team will be negated by... By the fact that they're not riding on their own horses. So again, we'll we'll see how that all shakes out, but it should be a very exciting um, conference uh, season here, a conference tournament season. Closing thoughts. So that's really how everything went for the major teams. Uh, like I said, nobody was perfect. We did see a group of Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, and Auburn who were, for the most part, on another level throughout the season than everybody else. But then we did have a handful of teams right below them that when they got hot, uh, they could beat anybody in that upper tier. Particularly, the poster child for that would be TCU. They're the hottest team in the nation right now. They're on a uh, six-week winning streak. 
uh, a six meet winning streak rather, and they're actually hosting the Big 12 tournament. So really anything is possible for them. Uh, It'll be very exciting to watch how they do. Other teams like Georgia and SMU, they showed that, you know, they were strong on certain days and they could upset anybody. So um, there'll be a couple of teams to watch in the uh, postseason as well. Now, in two weeks, we've got the conference tournaments happening. Uh, There won't be any action next week, so I probably won't be doing a podcast. I will be writing a preview article to get you ready for those postseason tournaments and look out for that. So if you actually if you live one of these uh, near one of these tournaments, you might want to stop on by. Uh, you know, there's going to be one in Auburn or one over at TCU and one over at Delaware. So, you know, consider stopping in and checking out some equestrian action. I know I will. <laughs> well, that's all for this episode. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. I thank you very much for listening and War Horses. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.